What is up, cannabinoids? We have a great show for you today. We are going to be talking about the many uses of hemp. Very fascinating show, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Burr. What? What's up with that? I'm cold. It's getting a little colder out, eh? Can confirm. Hemp cocoa is a great way to warm the bones up and relax. Ooh, that's a good idea. You know, hemp cocoa from thehempjar.com has 300 milligrams of hemp spectrum cannabinoids. Go on. Well, it's not only CBD, but also 300 milligrams of 118 cannabinoids and has all the natural terpenes, flavonoids, and canaflavins all working together to give you the ultimate form of natural relaxation and comfort, especially on a cold day. Boy, howdy. Where do I get some of that? Why, thehempjar.com. You can also find hemp paste, hemp coffee, hemp cream, and of course, hemp cocoa. You can even get 10% off any order with the coupon code CANNABINERDS10. TheHempJar.com, the most natural form of CBD. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fabulous episode of Cannabinerds. My name is David. I have Rachel here with me. Hi, guys. Hello. How are you today? Doing great. Good. Doing well? Mm-hmm. Well, except day. for the speeding ticket I got, but... Mm. You got a speeding ticket? Ooh. How fast were you going? Ooh, might be incriminating. No, I was going 70. You're already 70? Yep. In a... 55. 70 and a 55. It's not incriminate. You're already, you're already a criminal. You got the ticket. It's on your permanent record now. <laughs> I guess I never thought about that. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. For those of you who haven't had a speeding ticket, or if you have had a speeding ticket, we're all, come to the right place. We're all equal here. We're all equal. We're all going to learn about some great things about hemp. I am very excited. You know, there's a lot of different uses for hemp. Yeah? That's what I'm coming to discover. There's always, you know, those rumors. Not rumors, but there's always... You hear stuff, but then I dove deep into it, and it's actually kind of very fascinating. Is it kind of, or very, or kind of very? It is very fascinating. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I have a few ideas. You know, I used to make necklaces out of, the like, the hemp, you know, like the hemp necklaces. Yeah, back in 2002. Oh, there's still... People still wear them. And I, I wore them all. It was the yeah. cool thing to wear. Oh, yeah. It was definitely the cool thing to wear. I'm pretty sure I made you one. Ah. Uh, did you? Pretty sure. At one point. I used to make them Maybe. a lot. Maybe. Was it like a big bead? Probably. I wouldn't. And it had the crazy like spiral design? Maybe. My mom, I think, made you that one. Yeah. Okay. We do have some hemp plant uh, baskets in the house. Oh, yeah. Use use the big fat version of what we were just talking about. Yeah, it's macro. I did it a little bit, and I remember my hands just got so torn up because hemp is just very fibrous, as yeah. we discover. As but, some people may know, but it's very fibrous, and it tore my hands to pieces. Yeah. Once you wet it, that's what they tell you after you get the necklace. You get it wet, and then it gets soft, or with any of those things. I mean, it's interesting because the hemp t-shirts that you can get are so soft. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, we'll go into that. Ooh, are I'm you excited. excited? I'm very- <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Well, we already kind of mentioned it. Hemp paper, that's yeah. a big one. If you think about it, well, let, we'll just go into it. You know, the word canvas, as you might think of someone painting on a canvas or a canvas of paper. Yes. Actually, it is believed to be a derivative of cannabis. Huh. Kind of makes sense. Both start with C's. <laughs> uh, and M's. Well, the first <laughs> identified paper dates back to an early Western 
Han Dynasty, which was around 200 to 150 BC. And techniques to make the paper were migrated to the Middle East, to Europe, and to the New World. And stuff, uh, documents really, like the Gutenberg Bible, Mark Twain books, Galileo's observation notes, even Russian banknotes and legal documents, and the Magna Carta were all made with hemp paper. There's even some debate on early American documents drafted on hemp parchment. Wow. There's debate about if the Declaration of Independence was drafted or even written on hemp paper. So there's it's back and forth. Isn't shouldn't that be pretty easy now? You would to think, like just with all the DNA stuff we can do, you, you don't you can't. I think it was draft, like it was draft. It wasn't like the final thing. I think that was on parchment, which is oh, you know kind of animal stuff, animal okay. skins. But I know the question you're going to ask: How is it made? Yeah, that was <laughs> just on, was the on the tip of, of my... your tongue. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we were both going to say the same thing. I think I can do this alone. Yeah, I just can read you so well. <laughs> well, the stalk of the plant is, like I said, is very fibrous, and these fibers are what's used to make the paper. And it's not that different from making paper from wood, but it uses no dyes like you would. But the interesting about making paper from wood, hemp paper doesn't require bleaching, which means there's less chemicals to be needed. And probably steps. Yeah, to be used in the production process. Hmm, that's true. It is very light. Hemp it's fibers true. make... Uh, a long-lasting paper because they're so much stronger than tree fibers. Uh, but that really means that the equipment used to mash wood chips into pulp would not be heavy-duty enough to process hemp. So that's oh. kind of a con in the process. All right. But how is it better, you may ask? Yeah. That, wow. Can you can you just do it like a impression of me? Wow. Oh. <laughs> there it is. You know, one acre of hemp can produce as much paper as four to ten acres of trees over a 20-year cycle. Oh, yeah. So if you think about it, how, uh, how long does it take for hemp to grow? I mean, it grows pretty quickly. How, I wonder how big it needs to get before they would harvest it. But then how long do trees take to grow? Yeah, right. years and years. So hemp stonks grow in about four months, whereas trees take to 20 to 80 years, you know, depending on the tree and all that kind of jazz. Hemp has higher concentrations of cellulose than wood, and that's the main ingredient in paper. Okay, so yeah. Here's something interesting too. Trees are made of only about 30% of cellulose and requiring the use of toxic chemicals to remove the other 70%. So to make paper out of wood, you need you have, more chemicals. And you'd have to waste like 70%. Right. Right. That's, that kind of sucks. So hemp, on the other hand, can have up to 85% cellulose content in the stock or the herd, if you will. So I wonder if that's why they also say that an acre of hemp can produce more paper. You know, like the acre of hemp... Like per capita, kind of? Versus four to ten acres of trees, but mm -hmm. they have to waste 70% of the trees. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that's a big factor in it. I mean... Right. It depends how you look at it. You can look at it from both angles, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hemp paper is more durable than trees. Hemp paper does not yellow, crack, or deteriorate like other paper. Have you ever gone back to your... Like, I don't know if your mom ever saved some like old drawings that you used to do when you were in kindergarten, and you look back at them, mm -hmm. and you see 
just how yellow the paper is. I don't. I've noticed that. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, paper yellow, like newspapers, for example. How yeah. yellow they get when old. Yeah, hemp paper does not do that. Okay, not even at all. Uh, not from what I've seen. Finally, you know, production costs of wood are about five times higher. If you think about it, it's not that hard to go out and uh, harvest a bunch of hemp or even one hemp plant. Yes, yeah. there's some one physical person labor. can do yeah, it. Yeah, for yeah, exactly, sure. and machinery helps, but. Compare that to chopping down a tree. So right now, another con is hemp paper is used for specialty applications and not mass applications like printing and packaging paper. Do you think that's because everybody's trying to grow it for CBD right now? And so... I think we're just diving into this. But yeah. Well, I'm just thinking because it's so expensive right now because they're growing it for medicinal uses. You know, whereas if they were just growing it to use to make paper... They might not be as picky about their seeds and picky about the conditions, you know, to make the flowers extra bit. Does that make sense? Yeah. But you use them for totally. It's the. Yeah. But I I'm know saying, what you're saying. All I'm meaning is that we have. We talked about a few episodes back about the excess of hemp that the United States had way mm-hmm. more than we'll use. But I bet those farmers don't want to freaking sell it for paper because they've put so much more money into making to growing that for hopefully being extracted or right whatever. you do have i see your point but you use two completely different parts of the plant you use the flower for medicinal and then the herd which is the stocky the woody part that's the stuff that we're talking about that's what a lot of um, textiles paper and clothing are made out of is from the, the fibrous trunk. part yeah yeah so to speak next up on the list hemp clothing oh i'm a fan yeah yeah you go down to manitou springs and go to one of them shops over there and they probably have a whole bustle full yes bushel full bustle what's a bustle i don't know definitely would have a bustle and a bushel a bustle and a bushel full of hemp clothes and it's super soft and it just lasts remember that shirt you got i was when we were in new mexico but got that t-shirt and it lasted and lasted oh it it wasn't soft (laughs) i remember it wasn't no maybe when i got it maybe i don't remember but it would have gotten softer in time yes over time it does get softer absolutely but too hot for australia i remember yeah it was really thick clothing was one of the first uses for hemp maybe we should have started with that one but anyway archaeologists found remnants of hemp clothing in iraq uh from about 8000 bc wow and around 2700 bc chinese emperor shen nung taught his citizens to cultivate cannabis sativa aka hemp as you may have known in our earlier episodes that cannabis sativa is hemp and cannabis indica is marijuana anyway a little side note there Mm -hmm. but anyway uh he taught his citizens to cultivate cannabis sativa and weave it in to clothing i know what you're gonna ask give me more statistics I, i'm just dying for more <laughs> statistics. yeah you just love statistics yeah actually it i think this is the part where you zone out <laughs> i'd really try no there are some really interesting ones i, I zone out unintentionally what's one that sticks out to you out of these mm-hmm. i don't even okay while you're looking that up hemp it's 62% more durable than cotton. Like that shirt we were talking about. That thing was indestructible. Had a weird tree design. Total hippie shirt. But nonetheless, <laughs> it had hemp on the tag. I think that's all it said. <laughs> hemp. Yeah. <laughs> Do not smoke. <laughs> yes. They have to put that on there. Uh, hemp protects your skin by naturally filtering uv light. I thought that was pretty interesting. That was one of my favorites. So it'd be, you know, like a natural sunscreen. Yeah, pretty much. 
Hemp resists bacterial growth and breathes excellently, preventing odors. So naturally wicking? Naturally wicking. Oh, boy. Maybe we should just talk to uh, Fabletics or... Yeah, they can make some hemp leggings. Hemp leggings or... um, Under Armour? Yes, Under Armour. We'll talk to Under Armour. Yo, here's some hemp. Here's some hemp herd. Make me some wicking climbing gear. I mean, I, I could see I could see it making some good sweaters, but well, hemp has four times the strength of cotton, and it won't weaken when washed. I think we discussed that with the shirt. That I, I think we actually got rid of it because it you cut dreads off. I cut my dreads <laughs> off. That's what happened. And then the shirt just and then shirt followed. Uh, it saves water. Hemp uses only one twentieth the amount of water as regular cotton to grow and process. Yes, unlike cotton, which depletes the soil of nutrients, hemp can be grown conse- consecutively for over you know decades without the soil being affected. Wow. So I think it just depends on what you use to grow it. Maybe. Yeah. There's that's another whole science thing. We'll have to go into that in a different episode. But well, we hear so much about you know responsibly farmed and different things. Mm-hmm. So I think this would absolutely be one of those crops that could easily be responsibly grown. Oh yeah. There's a can of worms that opens with that. You know. Or sustainably grown. I guess. Sustainably. That's that's. And it is. So, what are you going to ask me? You're just... I would love to know about... How it's made? Okay, I'll say it. Okay. I would love to know how it's made. I was just about to say that. And we are on point. We're on point. (laughs) So, traditional processing includes water redding. Now, if you don't know, redding is a process involving the use of moisture and microbes to break down the chemical bonds holding the hemp strain together, enabling easier separation of uh, the herd from the woody core, or the bast, I'm sorry, from the woody core, which is the herd. That's what I've been talking about this whole time. So then the fiber is separated from the core, which is not used in fabric production, and it's broken down from by hand and with the use of special crushing and brushing rollers. And afterward, the fiber is spun and woven to a piece, a piece of organic cloth. I was looking at some pictures, and it actually looks like human hair. The the core? No, when, the... it's, when it's separated and it's all the fibers and stuff. Really? Yeah. I wonder if they can make wigs out of it. That would be kind of weird, probably. UV, UV <laughs> wigs? They'd, like, break off. <laughs> what is this? Now we move on to hemp plastic. Can you tell me what the problem with traditional plastic is? Uh, I think I would know. It's not really <laughs> biodegradable. There's landfills covered in the oceans covered in it. Yes. There's islands that have, well, let me see. Let me check this out here. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's islands in the South Pacific that have been found to have 38 million pieces of plastic waste on the island just from it washing up oh my but anyway that's that's a different not that's a different problem but it's just understanding the need for an alternative well it's not if we had hemp plastic it's not going to make littering go away yes but would it make reusability or whatever yes and no not as much as you might think okay anyway hemp plastic is almost stronger than steel have you ever seen that video of henry ford like banging away on his model t with a sledgehammer i think you showed that to me that's it's a he has a fender right and the fender's made out of hemp and he's just wailing on this fender and it's not denting i'm gonna have to put a video of the link in the show notes just for everybody to as it's impressive it's really an amazing plant you wouldn't, could, would you think a plan could do that? 
No. Well, anyway, we can go to Lego. Legos. We step on them. Oh, I'm so excited about this announcement. Not excited about stepping. Yes. It's we, a sacrifice we're willing to make so that our children play with an amazing toy. Pet. Well, Lego has committed to outphase fossil fuel-based resin by 2030 and look to an alternative like hemp for their main ingredient in Legos. That's pretty cool. We lived in Australia, right? And we went to this place called Nimbin. Oh, yes. So Good in Nimbin, memories. there's some people that are building hemp coffins, hemp surfboards even a hemp beeswax plastic wrap for food that's pretty amazing that whole it little makes town, sense in nimbin yes like you walked through that town and there was just stores it was this cute little downtown area and pretty much i would say 90 of the 90 percent of the things that you would find in those stores hemp was an ingredient yeah <laughs> i mean they just they were take they're taking full advantage for sure we were there 2011 2012 something like that so it was a while ago and it was hemp cannabis it was just the mecca of it all well, we also went to their mardi gras festival we did go to the mardi gras festival that was amazing it was interesting that's it was Quite interesting. The they drum circles oh gosh. that you and got they, lost in. You couldn't. Like, I can't And they find just popped up everywhere. North? You'd just be outside of a restaurant and all of a sudden somebody would start playing drums and then they would move. And oh man, it was fun. Lots was of good food. Yeah, good festival. But yes, they are making some headway and actually making the news where the stuff that they're making, that they have been making, is actually gaining traction. It's quite interesting. Cool. It's a tiny little place making a difference. So how is this plastic hemp made? So, cellulose is the most abundant organic polymer found on Earth, and it's a fundamental part of the cell walls of a plant and many species of algae. Although cellulose is primarily used to make paper, it's also used to make a range of different plastics, including celluloid, cellophane, all that kind of stuff. So when plastics were first produced, they were all composed of organic, non-synthetic materials. And cellulose at that time was a fundamental part of of the, of the plastic industry, right? Okay. So then it moved to like oil-based and non-renewable, right? Okay. Fossil fuels. Uh, so now there's a renewed interest in uh, bioplastics for just the various environmental environmental advantages and issues that we have today, right? Yeah. So how is it better? It's a renewable resource opposed to fossil fuel plastic, like we said, or we were talking about. So and then some of the cons, hemp plastics have the ability to biodegrade, you know, less than plastic, but that still takes a long time and hemp plastics would still need to be recycled. Yeah, so it's not going to fully cut it out, but I definitely think it's a step in the right direction. All right. So hemp's really just an amazing plant. Yeah. And we're going over this. Becoming very apparent. Right. It wasn't already. <laughs> you know, we've known about this as, you know, a human race for tens of thousands of years, but now we're just kind of rediscovering the beneficial parts. Of yeah. not just medicinally or oil it's there's a whole range of stuff it can do and it's really quite interesting it's fascinating i'm kind of nerd out on it yeah and if you have any want to know even more we talk about the in the history of hemp's part one and two you can learn more about other ways that just even the oil has been used so yeah, go yeah. back and give them a listen yeah along the same lines do it do it pause this and do it right now uh, so another one is this i found interesting Hemp for fuel. So there's two kinds of hemp fuel, hemp biodiesel and ethanol. So hemp 
biodiesel can begin at pressing hemp seeds to extract the oils and fats, then very carefully mixed with methanol and sodium methoxide, uh, rinsed and dried. And it can be mixed in any ratio with petroleum diesel. So basically there's this dynamometer, right? Okay. And it tests like fuel power output. So this with the hemp biodiesel, uh, there's up to 75% reduction in soot and particles than traditional diesel. Wow. And no engine modification is needed to burn the biodiesel fuel. Does that make sense? I found that interesting. 75% reduction in soot and particles. It so makes it me think, why aren't we using this right now? Yeah. I mean, you just hear so much about this. This is a pretty obvious solution. You hear so much about the pollution. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's another way, uh, hemp ethanol, and it's kind of the same way as traditional ethanol is made for variant, you know, uh, with the different kinds of cars that take ethanol, the corn stuff. Mm-hmm. Hemp's just basically the same. You just ferment it at different at different things. So it's just another alternative fuel source. So could you make some hemp liquor? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I just Good wonder. Let's, let's I mean, try it. Let's distill it. We should just talk to our friends. We, if you distill it, you're extracting it. So if you distill it, remember, if you distill... Yeah, but I'm saying just use it to make liquor. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, maybe. The same way that you would make... I mean, I'm sure someone's already We're big it. proponents of tequila and, you know. <laughs> Where is the tequila? I feel like I need some. Anyway, <laughs> it's a family show, babe. Come on. Yes, talking all about cannabis. <laughs> family cannabis. <laughs> Come here, kids. Anyway, okay, so we're going to move on to hempcrete. That like concrete? It is like concrete. A textile building material that is extremely strong, extremely lightweight, and lasts Hundreds of years. Oh, that's so cool. Super easy to make. You take the herd, right? And you mix it with water. And is that the part that they discard usually that they can't use for clothes? Or is that the part? No, you the herds basically you make everything else except the medicine, right? The oils, the okay. hemp paste, yep. all that kind of stuff. Uh, the actual stock is the one that's used for paper and clothes and hempcrete. I don't know about the biodiesel though. Anyway. Okay. So, like I said, it's super easy. All it is is the stock, the center of the stock or the herd, water and powdered limestone. That's awesome. So why limestone, you may ask, Rachel? (gasps) Yes. I know one ton of manufactured cement releases 850 kilograms of carbon carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Dun, dun. Um, well, that says the hemp is non-off gas. Mm-hmm. The use of lime instead of cement will save approximately 80% of the CO2 released compared to ordinary cement. So it's pretty uh, good right there. And then it's lighter. Yeah, that's a huge thing, especially trying to build somewhere precarious. So other things to make it better is it's non-toxic, no off-gassing, like we just said. There's no solvents. It's mold-resistant. Yeah. There's humidity control. It's durable. It's sustainable. Uh, fire and pest-resistant. The list goes on here. It's a great insulator. So the cons in all this, you're like, oh, why aren't we using this right now? It sounds so good. And some people are. Some people build a whole house out of hempcrete down in Australia. Hopefully the cons aren't too bad. So it takes a long time to cure. So about 45 days to cure. And that's the equivalent of, say, if you're painting a room and different with different kinds of paints but the touch dry it could be an hour or two hours right but it's not fully dried but you can touch it you know and it's not going to smear everywhere that's the equivalent of the 45 days okay so it actually takes a whole lot longer to cure yeah that's than 45 days 
But the good thing in that is the brick strengthens over time. So it gets stronger the more it ages. And it costs about the same? It's fascinating, yeah. It costs about the same as traditional building material. That's that's cool. It's just going to take a long time to begin getting stock of something like that if people mm-hmm. even to go with it. Yeah, there's companies that already pre-make these bricks, and then you just kind of stack them up like normal. Other people or other contractors that I've seen do this uh, actually have scaffolding kind of like braces in place while it cures. Okay, so they can stack it or pull, yeah, just pour a, it. Is it like a cement so they can just pour it? Or do they? I think you got form it. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's like molds. and That's what I read. I mean, you could make... make them or the molds. Yeah. Yeah. But then you could potentially make a foundation out of it. Yeah. So that would probably be poured. I'm just saying there's probably a liquid, more liquid form that's of it. That's a good question. Man, I, I am not as prepared as I thought I was. You've got a lot of info. I got some good questions. <laughs> last, but certainly not least. I kind of save this for the last. This is super interesting to me because... I kind of nerd out on technology too. So, you can confirm. <laughs> Letter Kenny references. Anyway, so hemp has super capacitors. Do you know what a super capacitor is? I was just, no, I don't. You should inform me and any of the other non tech nerds. Okay, so there's two basic ways of storing electricity, right? Yes. We have batteries. <laughs> we all know what batteries are. Yes. They're in everything, they're in the phone. Mm-hmm. And there are capacitors. The difference is batteries can store more energy than capacitors, but eventually the electrolytes and the electrodes run out and the battery can can't recharge anymore right yeah it just dies we mm-hmm. all know that phones we've all experienced that yeah and we had to buy another 800 dollars phone <laughs> and it sucks however capacitors can charge instantaneously almost and the capacitor lasts way longer than the battery however it doesn't really hold that much juice so there's the capacitor a super capacitor can hold a bit more power by having bigger plates and it's kind of coated with a super capacitor electrode activated charcoal kind of thing and so it just it lasts a little bit longer but still not as long as a traditional battery it's more powerful it's more super so where where is the hemp involved in this that's a good question i was just about to say that man you're great researchers at the university of alberta national institute for nanotechnology found that the hemp stock which is the herds yes held more power than traditional methods in supercapacitor electrodes so quote unquote hemp fiber waste was pressure cooked at 180 degrees celsius for 24 hours the resulting carbonized material was then treated with potassium hydroxide and then heated to temperatures as high as 800 degrees Celsius. Damn. Uh, resulting wow. in the form... <laughs> yeah, that just... It's hot. Yeah. I guess you need to do stuff like that to do crazy things that the hemp can do. So, resulting... Like super capacitors. So, it resulted in the formation of a uniquely structured nano sheet. Testing of this material revealed that it discharged 49 kilowatts of power per kilogram of material, nearly triple what standard commercial electrodes supply, 17 kilowatts kilogram. So there's prompt. Could you imagine? Well, like obviously this technology needs to be developed. Could you imagine having your phone powered by hemp that lasts for two weeks or a month yeah. or two years? How awesome would that be? It, Maybe not for Apple. Is it going to be safe? <laughs> They'll make it safe. 
<laughs> like they do all the other hemp hemp's got your back uh what was i can't like hemp's they did in boo. chernobyl this, this was a really positive oh, ending sorry and then you just brought it down to <laughs> just, chernobyl just take that part out no worries <laughs> so i want to know what you what was the most interesting for you i i think these you know the plastics and things like that were something i really had no idea about you know and even the building houses out of it Mm -hmm. i mean it's really cool and very encouraging just knowing it doesn't it's not as sensitive as some of those trees you know to grow and everything and being able to use more of it pretty pretty cool i agree i think it's super fascinating this plant just keeps coming out with surprises yeah and it's just like what you can do that too huh you can do that over the years of this podcast we'll have to come out with a few more of these as they discover even more yeah or they'll, who knows, supercapacitors. We might be seeing phones with battery, uh, hemp batteries in them. There's going to be like spaceships and... Elon Musk, build a hemp spaceship, please. That would be awesome. Powered by hemp. <laughs> Powered by hemp. You know, there is a plane somewhere in Canada. These people made a plane out of hemp. And it's powered by hemp as well. Stop. Yes. I'll have to put an article in the show notes. I didn't want to... It's super fascinating. I didn't want to like bore Do they everybody go, about all these things, but... Can they go far or is it just like... I don't know. Yeah. I just saw it. It was the first ever. And I was like, wow. Oh. I started drooling. Uh, I would... I don't know. Would you want to go up there and smoke in it? <laughs> Maybe. And then I would like back safely on the ground because I don't know how I feel. I don't know if I want to ride in the first ever. All right. I want to do a new section. We're going to do a scroll and roll. Ooh, what are we going to scroll through? We're going to scroll through some cannabinous stuff. Some uh, curated lists of articles. All right. Ready? So, set? Okay. I'm going to scroll. I'm keep on scrolling. Ray just going to tell me stop. Stop. All right. Uh, the new federal hemp rules means for Idaho. What the new federal hemp rule means for Idaho. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. That what, is that kind of what Tanya was just... Tanya was talking about the she USDA. Just went over, that was the last episode right right absolutely she did a fantastic job if you haven't listened to it go back and listen to it she did a fantastic job reporting on that huge long document and what it means for farmers and the testing and the regulations and all that kind of stuff yeah it's a game changer definitely good stuff one of my favorite things is there's this uh buffer zone so you know okay so you know how thc has to be 0.3 or lower for the plant to be considered hemp and that's when it's cool Mm -hmm. so there's this buffer zone if you read between the lines it can be up to 0.5 percent cool yeah because there's this buffer zone because testing like we mentioned before we've always reported about that testing results vary and it's not that accurate so there's this yeah go back and listen to it it's super fascinating she did a great job thanks tony but that's all i have do you have anything rachel no I just, thanks for doing that research, teaching us. Well, if you like, if you are liking what you are hearing, you can go to cannabinerdspodcast.com. Check it out. There's all the articles that we do podcasts on. You can check it out. And you can also write us, tell us how great or mediocre we're doing. We don't really care. Just want to hear from you. And hit the subscribe button. Yeah. Hit the subscribe button. Tell your friends to hit the subscribe button. You can follow us at Pod on all the social medias. And I am at David Woji if you want to get in contact with me. I'd love to chat with you. So thank you for listening. Thank you. Nope, didn't like that one. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Nope, didn't like that one. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.